Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Rockhound Talk Live. My name is Amber Nicole. I am your host, and this is my co-host, Ben Korn. Welcome. Hi, everyone. So this evening, we will have um, Greg Meeminer. Greg is a Canadian uh, prospector. Um, he's been doing it for decades, um, and he's also a YouTuber. And he's here to share his journey as well as uh, school us and uh, some prospecting and um, learning more about Canadian minerals and just everything that he does. He is a great person to learn from. So I'm really excited to have him on the show. So Ben, tell us, how have you been the last few weeks? I have been so busy. Um, it's been really crazy. I um, as I mentioned before, I got a house, and so I'm trying to move everything in. So I'm in my new uh, office podcast studio that is freshly painted, and I see. Hopefully, it. soon we'll have uh, everything in there. I've I've already had hiccups trying to get monitors installed, and um, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's just always something. So yeah, yeah I'm really excited about um, finally having an area that. Um, not only I can do podcasting, but then too, I've been putting um, some new, um, I guess, improvements in my basement that now I've got like a separate utility sink for rock cleaning and all these things that when you're living in a two bedroom apartment, you just don't have the capability to do these things. And so it's, it's really nice. Now I can actually like clean rocks in a way that's not in the kitchen sink. <laughs> Yes, I seen that you posted that. It looks really good. Was it hard to install? No. So I got really lucky. Um, if anyone's looking at doing something similar, my utility sink um, that was already installed with the house had a threaded faucet on it. And so what I did is I bought a second utility sink and I didn't set it up to anything. It's just a sink. Um, and then I, what I've been doing is I've been putting a five-gallon bucket on the bottom and then they sell it's usually for um like those hose rollers um they sell like t you know 10 foot sections of hose and so i i got lucky and um, i can just attach a garden hose then to the utility sink that's already installed and then run that a couple feet over to the separate sink that i bought um, and so then I did some improvements with that. I've got a, like the, the sprayers you can get for the ends of garden hoses. I've got one of those on there with a bunch of different settings. So if I've got, you know, some softer crystals, I can do more of a light spray, or if I got something really tough, I can use like a, you know, a, a jet. Um, and then also because I still want to be able to use the utility sink without having to screw and unscrew the hose, I bought one of those quick connects. So oh, yeah. now I can just quick connect the hose on, do my thing, take it off, and then we don't have to do any unscrewing or screwing or anything. So it's it's really great. I also um, got a power washer for some of the really bigger and more stubborn things. So um, it's it's going to be really good, and um, I'm really excited to actually have the space that I can do some serious cleaning. Yeah, I'm excited to see when you get it all together and get all your rocks squared away. When when, when you feel complete in your room, I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, this weekend is the big, cause it's, uh, we got the 4th of July coming up. So um, we're, that's, this is the U-Haul weekend, getting all the big stuff moved. And then 
Um, I've got some stuff coming up. I'm going to try and sell some fluorescent minerals. So it'll be going through those this weekend and trying to get those categorized and priced and all that fun stuff. And then um, I think I got a whole bunch of copper minerals I still have to go through from Michigan. So Ooh. it's the list beyond the house to do is <laughs> slowly growing. But you know, yeah, so how, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Um, I had a birthday. I'm 42 now, I think. <laughs> Always forget my birthday. <laughs> Had a birthday over the last two weeks, so the kids and I went up to, um, well, up north for us because we're in Ohio, but we went to Southern Michigan, which is an incredible place um, to explore and to enjoy um, the um, just everything in, in the area. I mean, you've got the sand dunes, you've got rocks. I mean, you've got trails galore. I mean, it's just gorgeous, and then nothing beats a Lake Michigan sunset. So, so we were up there and then, you know, just doing some exploring around here. So nothing major, just enjoying the outdoors. Um, and I'm looking forward to rock pounding in July. So, <laughs> so I like to, you know, took a few weeks away from rocks. I, I, I mean, I still got tons to clean as well. I'm slowly but surely getting through them. Um, but I'm already itching to get back out. <laughs> and um, so you sent me a link um, earlier a few days ago about some news in um, geology world and rock hound or I should say rock hounding, but in geology. So do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, I, I don't have the link up in front or of me I mean, right just now. like some um, information on it. Yeah, I, I, I can go over some of what I remembered. Um, you guys can probably notice right now, I'm actually calling from my phone. Uh, my computer is just now starting up. Uh, of course, I tried to log on early and my computer decided that it was a good time to lock Reset. itself, install updates and restart. So <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there, but um, yeah. So there is, um, if anyone hasn't been in, um, uh, near Buffalo, New York is the Pendixie, um, fossil site that you can go and look for a lot of like trilobites and different fossils. Um, and there was, um, I, I, I think they might've been like a, someone associated with the university, but they were there looking at some of the fossils in, um, you know, the areas that you can look and they ended up finding a new species that hadn't been discovered before. And they not only found one fossil, but they found two of that, that, uh, species. Yeah, that's um, incredible. You know, just that, I mean, now was it just a regular everyday person that was like, what is this? And then, or was it like, you know, a scientist or? Yeah, it was someone that they had known. Um, okay. like they, they, I don't know if they were like a student. I'll, I'll have to look at the article here. Um, but they, they, I think they were in the public area and they saw something and they said, this looks like something else. This doesn't quite look right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people, it's sort of like with a lot of different rocks too. the, the paleo people, they, they know a lot of the fossils and kind of what to look for. Um, and so they, they just looked at it and then they went through the whole, you know, talking to some of the people that were in, in, um, in charge of the park and trying to go through and share, you know, what they found. And it came out that they had found this, you know, species that, basically never been found before, or at least hadn't been found in that age. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, just this crazy, yeah, you know, something that, you know, people kind of want to, you, you kind of want to hear about, yeah. you know, 
just making this discovery on just the public, you know, area. Um, I, I can find here. Um, let me see here. It's a 382 million year old uh, carpoid. It's a wow. small invertebrate that lived in the ocean. Um, they're extinct echinoderms, um, which is related then to like starfish, uh, sea urchins, sea lilies, and sea dollars. It just blows my mind that we're still, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it, it definitely seems like we obviously haven't discovered everything, but it just blows my mind that, you know, all of us rock hounds and, you know, fossil collectors and just like any of us any day could find something that's never been discovered. And I just think that's so neat. We're going to go ahead and bring on Greg to the show. We've got some technical issues here. So Greg, welcome. Thank you. for having me. How are you? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, we were, we were speaking on Sunday and you were talking about, you know, how hazy it was outside. And so now that's what we're experiencing down here in the States. Boy, it is like, we walked out today and we're like, whoa, it's so foggy down here. And I was just thinking, well, I was talking to Greg on Sunday and it was pretty foggy up there, but it looks more clear there now it cleared in, off. In where you're it at. Cleared off. Yeah. It came down to us. So. <laughs> it was, oh boy. There was a, about two days there. You couldn't see more than a hundred yards. Maybe yeah. 50 yards. It was that yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like looking at your background now. I'm like, it looks a lot more clear, which is probably why down here it's looking so bad. It's getting a little bit better throughout that the end of the day. But boy, this morning it was, you know, a lot worse. So, well, anyways, welcome. And um, before we get started, um, we wanted to announce for anyone who didn't know that we will be doing, um, oh, I should say Greg will be doing a silver giveaway at the end of the show. Um, so if you viewers that are watching right now, if you would like to uh, pick a number one through 500 and they have to get the exact number yep. one through 500. There you go. Is that it? Or, uh, yep. So, and the number generator will pick the number for us. So, there you go. So, you can pick as many as you want. Um, go ahead and put them in the comments. And um, I guess it kind of depends on how many we have, whether we'll tell you you won before the end of the show <laughs> or if we need some time to go through them. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's get started. Right. And, um, and then the other bit of administrative yes. whoever wins needs to send me an email with their address. Okay. So I, I know where to send it. Okay. And you want them just to reach out to you on Facebook? Facebook is fine if they're on Facebook. Otherwise, uh, email, which is meminerrocks at gmail.com. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So Greg, tell us, tell us how you got started um, rock hounding, prospecting. When does your journey begin in, in, in this hobby? Oh boy. My journey originally started when I was in my mid twenties. I took a ski trip to Vail, Colorado. And it was a two week ski trip. I um, got tired. So did a day trip and ended up in Leadville, which is a placer town. So Okay. Placer Gold, and mm -hmm. they had fabulous bookstores and places you can buy tools. So I bought a, a bunch of things, including books and magazines, because I had no idea you could actually find gold. 
I thought that was years ago. Can't do it. Um, from there, I, I got, I had gold fever, <laughs> and I, I ended up acquiring claims in British Columbia in the Caribou uh -huh. on uh, one of the historic creeks. Uh, two, four, four of my cells, uh, two different claims were on antler, which was one of the discovery creeks right in right in the Caribou, and I'd go out a couple times a year, sometimes more, and uh, prospect, get a little bit of gold. And uh, that never really left me. But what I also noticed was in my pan or my sluice box, I would have rocks that I couldn't identify. And I wondered actually, so I originally got into it thinking, I wonder if there's associations between the different kinds of rocks you can find and whether or not that's a good place for gold. Right. And yeah, maybe that's more of a hard rock statement. The... Uh, in the streams and, and the mountainsides, the gold that's placer, so that floats freely, is where heavies drop out. And uh, it, it takes water to move it. I guess in other places, wind and other things can, can have an effect. But where I was prospecting, it was water. Uh, and then I got really interested in, in some of the rocks I was seeing because they were really nice looking. So the, yeah. the quartz, the um, petrified wood, all kinds of things were in the stream. Oh, plus garnets. There was tons of garnets and uh, little cubic zircon, not zircons, uh, pyrites. So that got me interested. And coming back to Ontario, it's difficult to find placer gold here. There's a few creeks you can find colors, but uh, to, to find nuggets is near impossible. So uh, I started just expanding out and, and seeing what else there was to find. And I got really interested in crystals. So um, I, I like a beautifully formed crystal or a cluster mm -hmm. with crystals in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it's been a lot of years. I still own one claim uh, just south of the Yukon in British Columbia and in a place called Atlan. And that is okay. known, actually, that claim is on a river that's known for crystalline gold. It's oh. a few. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> so, so do you, you go out there often or? Uh, the last little bit's been once a year. Okay. It's, it's a long, for, for me to drive there, I was actually going to drive there this year, but it's a 72 hour drive one way. And oh, wow. Thought, nah, I don't think so. But yeah. why is it takes all day to go. And all day yeah. from home. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to really yeah, like so the, do it. But it yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so, you know, I don't know much about claims in, in Canada. Is that a fairly easy process? Well, each province is different. And the only place I've actually staked claims was British Columbia. When I originally did it, you had to do, do it physically. So you went out and you, you put a post in put your tag on it and you said how many meters a compass direction uh you were claiming and you could go maximum one kilometer or a thousand meters and then 500 meters what i would do is from that and then you put another claim post in i would actually do both posts and then claim 500 meters one way 500 meters the other way so i'd get a square kilometer 
So a, a big chunk of land. <laughs> uh, now you do it online, so it's a lot easier. Oh. But they're smaller as well. Are, are you on a, one of your claims right now then? No, I'm actually in Cobalt, Ontario, which is... Oh, you're in Cobalt. Oh, Cobalt. nice. And, nice. And in behind me here, I don't know how good the, the, the light is, but that is an old mill. Maybe I can I can show it. Let me just. It's definitely much more clear than you showed us on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. Sure. See that? Yeah. Yeah. It's an old abandoned mill. Almost looks like a old Scottish castle. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. And in behind that is a uh, is a shaft. There's a mine back there. But I'm surrounded by mines here. Over 30 major mines and then a whole bunch of smaller ones plus exploratory. And they're still exploring here. Just uh, one sample. There's what silver yeah. looks like. That is so cool. Isn't oh that cool? Gosh. Yes, it is. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And if I dip it in water, it's even better. Let me just... Like one of the tools I use is a... Where we go? There we go. It's a pinpointer. This is mm -hmm. all metal. It'll, it'll make a sound on anything that's metallic. But here's what it does in silver. Look, I'm, whoops, there we go. I can be, what's that, six inches away? And it picks it up. And with a wow. regular metal detector, a big piece of silver like that just makes it scream. Nice. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is cool. Yeah, yeah. It is really cool. And that piece right there would weigh about a pound. And wow. so some people ask, what's the value? So I don't sell, but my uh, buddy up here does. And he was saying if somebody offered him a dollar US per gram plus shipping, they could have it. A dollar for that? A dollar. Oh, dollar US per gram. Per gram. Sorry, 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 sorry. And, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. So in, in Troy, in Troy ounces, that would be 32 grams per ounce. Troy. So it, it adds up quick. There's some value there. Yeah, it does. There's some value yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And the thing to remember too is you can't normally find silver of this quality. No, no, Any, cobalt's in incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. I think what what they say is you can in some places like Nevada and what and, and some others. Uh there were some places in Europe as well, but not not this quality in an area of this size like it's it's fairly large like 30 kilometers long and 10 wide or something like that just just stuff with mines <laughs> so so related to that then how do you figure out where you're going to go to collect and maybe even prospect are you looking then at like old you know bulletins that were written by like the geological surveys or are you just going out in the woods and seeing what you can see for yourself like how do you sort of do your research well, both. Uh, I've been to this area so often, and I also have friends that live in the area, so we exchange information. the The main mines are known, and it's reported. the uh, The Canadian Geological Survey has information. Um, Mindat is a pretty good source. You could. There's actually a number of mines here on a, on a tour that you can actually get the leaflet and it'll take you through a number of mines. This one I'm at right now is, is site number three, but I think it goes to site 18. 
I saw Ty's online. He probably would correct me. (laughs) 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 But there's there's a number of sites that are actually have a sign up front, and some even have a description as to what was there, what was found. The uh, the area was known for high grade silver of four thousand ounces to the ton of material, which is amazing. And I just read a sign a couple of days ago from a place called Silver Sidewalk and Silver Sidewalk so named because it was three feet wide in a solid vein. And that was, Holy crap. I think it said 14,000 ounces to the ton. I'm sorry. Wow, Wait a second. Yeah. 14,000 ounces to the ton. So wow. incredible, incredible area. And it looks like Ty has joined us. Welcome, Ty. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, that's incredible. Like, and just um, I know I know that I've spoken with. Um, oh, for anyone who doesn't know, Ty Olson also he lives in Cobalt, Ontario. He was a guest on last season, and um, he also is a prospector up there who um, collects silver as well. Um, so, some people who may not know, um, so. Can anybody, let, let's say someone wants to travel up there and they want to, you know, collect at any of these mines, um, do you need to seek permission or is it just kind of like, you know, at your own risk kind of thing? Well, you, you can't say me miner shit, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was on YouTube or a, uh, a live stream and, and me miner said it's all wide open. It, it, it's So I'd put it into a couple of categories. Okay. I think if you ask permission, they may have to say no. Okay. Just for liability reasons. Uh-huh. Um, I have bumped into a number of the operators or people that worked for the mines, and they would say, "Just don't make a mess. Don't go. Don't go behind the fences." So some areas are fenced, and behind the fences are holes that are really dangerous. So. You know, stay stay out from the fenced areas. Don't make a mess. Don't leave garbage, and don't tell anybody they said that. <laughs> you know that, that <laughs> pseudo permission. There are some sites up here that are signed, no trespassing. I respect that. Um, so that that's the way I deal with it. it it's but it sounds like there's enough area up there that you can find stuff that you don't necessarily need to, you know, well, go it's behind. All, it's all in claim or, or, or lease or ownership. So somebody owns somebody owns everything. It's just some some of the some of these areas are some very big mining companies. And Nico Eagle's one of them, which is you know, you can buy stock in it. Actually, I own stock in it. Um so so it, it's and I would think the other thing to say is the rules can change on a dime. I would suspect if silver hit $200 US an ounce, probably there'd be security guards here. What's it at right now currently, do you know? Last time I looked, it was like about $25 an ounce. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) And I bought some year, whatever, whatever ago, rounds. And back when it was like 32 an ounce. So it's, it's down a bit, but it's recovering slowly. It well, looks like, like, just looks like, like as of as of today, it says it's uh, $23. Ah, so it's down again. <laughs> That's not good. 
So, um, so you talked a little bit about some silver and your, your gold uh, claim. Um, do you ever, what about more like Southern Ontario? Do you do any prospecting down there? Yeah. So the, I think they call it the crystal capital. No, the mineral capital of Ontario is yes, yeah, centered on Bancroft. Oh, Bancroft. Yes. Yeah. Well, you've heard of Bancroft. You've been there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and basically 50 kilometer circle around there, you can find almost every known mineral to man within that circle. And, oh, it's and at incredible. One point, and at one point, right now it's just little it's smaller hills, you know, small until you try to walk up one. But there's, it's almost like a foothill. It's, they're not that big. Uh, it, they used to be mountains higher than the Himalayas. Wow. Which is why there, there's so all this stuff was created underground, was eroded, and now we can explain. And that's from the, that's the shield that you're speaking of, correct? It's, or it's part of the shield, yeah. And so I was there three weeks ago, went to, to one site uh, by Eganville called the Smart Mine. Mm-hmm. And, and got some really good apatite crystals, uh, titanite, uh, horn blend, which is, I don't really like. I call it a potato. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of black and, and not yep. lustrous. But there, there's a lot. There's other things you can find there. I haven't, but there's zircon and, and some really big ones and nice ones. I've seen some that people collected. It's great. It's just you dig the hole and you find what you find. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm. And then for people going, I have two bits of caution. The first one is look out for poison ivy. I don't know why, but this year poison ivy is popping up in places I've never seen it before. And the big one now in Ontario, especially southern Ontario, is ticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw you had a nasty tick bite recently. From the smart mind, I had three, and they're completely embedded in my skin. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, look out for ticks. Um, Sprays work pretty good. Making sure your pants are tucked in your socks, which I didn't do. Uh, There's some things you can do to to avoid them. Actually, the Americans have a really good product. We can't buy it here, but you spray your clothes down with it. And uh, anybody going to the States should pick some up. Like DEET, you mean? Well, no, it's better than DEET. It's the uh, permectrin. That's oh, Comectrin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we use that in the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and no, that's the one. And so what I had to do was actually cut out a bit early because I didn't know how long those ticks were in me. And uh, on the way home, I hit a pharmacy and I bought, for the Lyme disease, two pills that you take all, all at once. And mm-hmm. uh, it's like a antibiotic of some sort. Mm-hmm. apparently helps you avoid the Lyme disease. But that's my second okay. time this year having ticks. So, Dang. and the yeah. dogs so, got them too. So it's just, just terrible. oh boy, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so yeah, definitely be thought. careful going. Down. You know yeah, what it was? Sure. We had such a mild winter last year that the ticks survived. Yeah. Oh. So I I was going back um, on on some of your older videos and things, and it looked like uh, back. Um, it was May. I want to say it was like 2021 or 2022. You had a, a pretty serious accident. Um, 
do you, could you share kind of the story about what, what happened and sort of how you've come back from that? Sure. I, I actually left my house with my dog, take her for a walk. And I was early to go and get my uh, injection for COVID. It was towards the start of COVID when they first had the, uh, the shots. So I'm early and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plant some apple trees. So I'm out there planting apple trees and I look up and there's this pine that's, I don't know, 45, 60 feet high. And I thought it has to come down because it's going to shade my trees. So I got a chainsaw out and I started cutting the tree down, but it wasn't dropping. So I started to walk away, but I looked for my dog and, at, and, and she was laying down far enough away. There's no problem. At that point, the tree came down and bit me. So I woke up under the tree. I had a concussion. Oh my goodness. Later, when you get hit on the head, what they're really worried about is the arteries or veins, the back of your neck might swell and then it, it could be fatal. Um, I broke my back in two places, actually broke it. I compressed uh, my back in two places. I broke ribs. I had a collapsed lung and my leg snapped. The only thing holding my leg on was my hunting boots, uh, the tendons and the, uh, and the skin. So I, get, I wake up under this tree and I thought I've been winded. Um, maybe I'll be okay in a few minutes. I'll just lay here and, and catch my breath. And then when I realized I wasn't catching my breath, I thought I don't have my cell phone with me. It's back in my truck. Maybe I'll just snuggle up with my dog. <laughs> so I call her over and of course she wants to snuggle up. So she's a, she's a lab but she was soaking wet because she'd been in the pond that's there. So that wasn't going to work. It was in mid-April, so the ground is almost still frozen. So I was getting cold. So I had to actually crawl from there back to the truck. The accident probably happened about 5.30 at night. My daughter was phoning me at 10.30, and I'd just gotten to the truck, so I was able to open the door. I don't know how I reached up and got it. But I did. I got the truck's door open. I reached up on the seat because I could see the phone glowing. And she said, Dad, is something wrong? I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I had to explain to her where I was, but it was, a, it was a spot that I used to take her to go skeet shooting. So I said, I'm parked where we skeet shoot. And um, I, uh, you got to come out and get me, but you, you can't get in there. It's all four-wheel drive. So get the neighbor who's got a Jeep and have him come in and we'll take care of this thing. But I, I knew my leg was broke. I, I knew I still had trouble catching my breath, but I didn't realize how bad my back was and, and the other other things that are wrong. Anyway, so, um, the neighbor came in, took one look at me, threw a tarp over me and said, nobody touch him. And yeah. Uh, phone 911, which is our emergency services. So there were three fire trucks, an ambulance, and an air helicopter. The helicopter wouldn't land in the field next to us because uh, it's at night. By that point, it's like 2 a.m. And uh, so they loaded me in a stretcher and humped me out. Um, they, they just walked me out about a kilometer, put me on the ambulance, took me to the local hospital, which had a helipad, landed the helicopter and flew me to Toronto. I spent three weeks in the trauma ward. Oh, yeah, goodness. Yeah. What, it was what a what a blessing that you are able to 
do what you love today. Jeez. Yeah, I was really wow. worried that uh, my legs weren't going to work, which was my, my biggest concern. Uh, and this so, happened like during co during COVID. Yeah, it was uh, two years ago. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And it, apparently, it takes a couple years for bones to completely um, heal. Heal. And my leg has uh, a couple of plates, and I think it's thirteen pins. But some of them are kind of long, so <laughs> it's uh, it's quite the experience. But now I carry myself along with me. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, in, you know, you seem to be doing well physically being able to get around. So that's such a blessing. Yeah, it, wow. it sometimes hurts, but it's tolerable. Um, it's, it's really nice after being bending over, you know, picking rocks or crystals or using a sledgehammer, whatever I'm doing to actually lean against something and, and hear my back crack, you know, pop up and then, oh, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't have to worry about the, the plates setting off any of your metal detectors or anything then? <laughs> well, that's no. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Is it titanium? Titanium. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I, I, asked, I asked the surgeon whether or not he'd be willing to take them out. And he said no. He said not unless they protrude in your skin. Uh or it's causing you uh, undue pain. Yeah, I can't claim that, so they stay in. Yeah, yeah. but on my, my other metal detector, it really sounds off. Wait a sec. <laughs> so sometimes you got to be like, let me get this away from my leg for a second to make sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like wearing uh, steel-toed boots. Yeah. And, so you're like, you got to make sure. And you sure. forget that that that. Yeah. You're like, oh, come. something. No, it's just my leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just turning on. There we go. That's funny. That's funny. That's annoying as heck. <laughs> <laughs> so you said crystals are your favorite. Oh yeah. Okay. So do you have a specific crystal that's your favorite that you? Okay. So I have two questions here. Do you have a, a, a favorite crystal that you've not collected, and then a favorite crystal that you have collected? Uh. Collecting in Ontario, I like the tent nights. So they're a black, lustrous crystal that's uh, wedge-shaped. Um, if you get a big enough one, it looks like a tomahawk. And they're, they're cool. They're, they're nice. Uh, what I haven't collected, I've been given, but I've never actually found amethyst. So oh. I'd, like, I'd actually like to go to Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay, yeah, the, me too. Amethyst uh, capital. And yep. uh, and get some really nice clusters. Yes. Yeah. Well, if 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 you want, um, we actually have a trip going up there July eighth. You can become a member of the Minnesota Mineral Club. We actually just had a couple spots open up, and we've got right. uh, someone with a mine up there that you could go. Is it Jordan? Jordan's yeah. His uh, Jordan's mine. Um, the the Blue Points. Right. Um, okay. We, we used to go there a lot with um, Lyndon when he owned it. Right. Okay. Um, so this will be this will be our first time going up there with Jordan at the helm. Yeah, good guy, really good guy. So oh, nice. July eighth, eh? I could make that. Yeah, it's oh. a bit of a hike. It's about a fourteen or sixteen sixteen hour drive for me. But oh, all, God, all now you're like way, sitting here making me want to go. <laughs> yeah, along the way, there's going to be places I want to stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing but mines between, well, especially once you hit the lakehead and go along. There's copper, there's agate, there's there's fluorescence, there's there's just I, I probably need a week just to get there. <laughs> I know, like it's like how could you like living in Ontario is just like this like mineral paradise. It's just incredible. It <laughs> like, is? Just so I get so jealous while <laughs> all the finds you guys have. And you know, maybe you have to travel a couple hours or something, but it's like, oh I wish I it's like an eight hour drive for me. So that's not too bad no it's not bad no it's, it's not no, no no it's not it's really not it's really not yeah yeah but it, it, it's definitely i i anyone asked me like where to collect i'm like if you get a chance to go up to ontario you definitely want to it's just such an experience yeah. so and, sure. and quebec you know um oh yes absolutely a lot i've actually gone pro gold prospect in quebec oh, which okay. now probably isn't allowed but this goes back a lot of years I actually found platinum there as well. So oh, wow. that was cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of the areas, well, Quebec has different rules <laughs> than Ontario. So you got to be a bit careful. You want to see another rock? Yeah, I do. Let's see. This one, a buddy of mine collected. And it looks like nothing from the outside, right? There's the other side of it. It just, if you saw this in the forest, you'd give it a kick. Now, Boom. Wait, wait. Let me Woo! do one. Let me do one at a time. Wait a sec. There we go. And wow. oh, wow. this, is, this is low light. See down there? Right there. Uh -huh. That's silver coming out of the main vein. And oh, I so would cool. call that lightning. So this is going to yeah. be cloud and then lightning. Lightning. Yeah, let that's let cool. And, and do you go. find those then? There we go. And do you find those using the metal detector? Is that how you can tell that there's the silver in there? You can eyeball them sometimes, but metal detector makes it a lot easier. Well, for one thing, you can find stuff that on a big rock that's two feet down or three feet down. Yeah, here's the other side of that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And, and where did you find that? Uh, one of the mines in Cobalt. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll do. Oh, here's a nice one. Again, the outside, you would see the calcite, so you might even pick mm -hmm. that up. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when you're in these mines, what we found is some of the better places to collect. It's not just a bunch of gray rock. There's some white, which is a calcite, maybe a bit pinkish, which might be dolomite, and then. Mm -hmm really pink, which is the, the, the stain of the cobalt, the oxidation of it, and the mm -hmm. green stain, which is uh, nicoline or nickel. Mm -hmm. In those areas, like that means it's highly mineralized. They're probably at the level of the mine because we're, 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 we're into like waste rock where they had the ore carts and dumped them. There'll be mm -hmm. really hot spots and places with nothing. But if you be one of the spots with all those colors, you're going to find silver. All right, that's good. Yeah, so that's we good. showed you that, right? That side. Let me just dip it. Ah, isn't that awesome? That that's actually from a buddy of mine as well up here. So, yeah, it's so shiny. It, um, yeah, and that's just rough cut. If you polished it, the whole side would just look like chrome. Oh, wow! Awesome. But you you, you would lose the um, 
the dendritics, you know, where they kind of look like moss and yeah, 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 each yeah. Other, which is a bit of a shame. But I actually was told on this trip that if you just take it from this stage and put it on, say, 14,000, I would normally go and do 800 and like as a grit, 800, uh-huh. 1200, 2000, and then 3000, maybe up to 14,000. It's take it right to your top and just polish it. And that, oh. what he said is that should keep the uh, dendritics. Some of the dendrites. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know if it smears or what happens, but you lose some of that. It still makes a nice cabicon, but <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. So not- is, yeah. So, so with all your material, then is is that what you do? Do you do a lot of like cabochons, or um, I guess like what what do you do with all this material after you get it? Well, I, I don't sell. So um, I, I do give some away. I do use it for trading. Um, and uh, I do have a flat lap and a slant lap for making my own cabochons. So I've been getting into that a little bit. I'm no expert in, in make, making anything. But it does make a nice gift. You know, who wouldn't make yeah, this stuff? Sure. I know. You know... I know you guys look for the silver up there, but I mean, I if I came up there, I'd be happy too, just with the cobalt. Like, just I think it's pretty. <laughs> well, it is pretty. Well, yeah, no, it's not. Um, the, the the cobalt bloom is pretty. So the 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 the, uh, the, the pink uh, oxidation that's on there, but that's just oxidation. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be a bit. Um, if if you cut it. It, it, it's more of a, a gray. Now, it's, oh, it's okay. interesting in the rock sometimes because it looks almost bubbly. It, it, mm-hmm. That's the way it seems to crystallize. Uh, but it's, it's more of a dull gray. It does polish, though. So some of the people out there selling silver, <laughs> if they're the wrong person... <laughs> They're calling everything silver, and it's not. Oh, it's oh, and it might be cobalt, and maybe some silver in there, but it's gotcha. polished. And for the layman, it's really hard to tell. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Things someone gets uh, taken. Do, do you yeah, have yeah, any yeah. advice then for people to be able to tell the differences between those if they're looking to buy some? Uh the best one is buy it from the right guy. Uh, if somebody actually truly wants to. Uh, to buy some silver, I can put them in touch with some people that will, that will sell. Uh, otherwise, if it's been rough cut and not polished, the silver shines. Like oh, okay. This is the. the it's almost getting dark now. And look at that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, so maybe maybe an advice would be not to get it polished then. Yeah, not polished. So that you know, yeah, so that you know the difference. And besides that, you have fun polishing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, need, yeah. You don't need a, you don't need a vibratory lap or, uh, yeah, yeah, flat yeah. lap or anything like that. Automotive sandpaper, wet, and you just go up the grades, and make little circles and back and forth, and it'll polish it beautifully. So nice. there's a lot you can do with this stuff. Oh, what did I have here? I got something else that's cool that a lot of people probably haven't seen. We have yeah, uh, Ty is saying that cobalt is like a shiny gray and silver is like a mirror. There you go. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Um, That's good, good advice. 
whoops, I can't see myself. There we go. Up, oh, yeah. There's a piece that was uh, dissolved in muratic, but maybe I can get it closer. So that's the silver that was sitting inside the calcite. And oh, wow. It was, it was etched out, which is nice. Yeah. That is cool. That's really cool. All right. Here is a, a somewhat large piece of leaf. Actually, let me dip it. Maybe it shows Is that up. pure silver then, that, that whole piece? Well, nothing is pure. Uh, actually, you know what I read is if you can get wire silver, they've discovered that wire only forms at 97% silver. Mm. And they discovered that in electronics because little wires were forming on circuit boards. So at one point, th there's a nice piece of leaf. I think then is that mostly silver then is what you're showing us yeah 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 if it's shiny like that uh it, it's typically mostly silver but i don't know what percentage unless it got tested mm -hmm. um there, there's a silver nugget that came out of the ground that way wow um, here's a nice here's a, a something else that got now, out, but you can now can you melt that down what's that now can that be like melted down yeah but why would you well, I mean, if someone wanted to make jewelry out of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So I've actually had I, I, the, uh, I do a lot of cutting of this and make making uh, slices. And mm -hmm. I've panned the uh, material for my saw and mm -hmm. kept the heavies and had that uh, process for me melted. And when mm -hmm. you melt, it gets rid of some of the arsenides. So they mm -hmm. burn off. And I got some silver bars that were like three, three pound silver bars out of it, which is pretty nice. Wow. Oh, that's really yeah. Nice. Some people would take something like that and melt it, but I wouldn't. I, I like I like them as as a sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Oh, oh, here's here's one last one right here. Here's kind of a cool one. It's waving at you. There's sticking wow. <laughs> out of the rock. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so besides like a metal detector, is there anything else you use then as far as tools for, for finding these? Don't leave home without it. It's a pinpointer. So when you get the signal, especially in deeper holes, you got to find out, you know, exactly where the target's coming from or you spend too much time digging. Mm. Um, here's something that's pretty good. These are oh, made wow. locally. It's called a mudding pick. It's actually used Ooh. in the mines. And that's nice. Yeah, yeah. And they're they used to be cheaper, but uh this one I, I bought for a friend of mine uh back in Toronto. So well he, he had one and he broke it. Actually, he's on here. I just saw that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey bud, you're getting a new pick. Um uh, <laughs> now like $75 each, including the uh, including the handle. And that's nice they're they're a nice tool because you want to dig a small hole you do this yeah you want yeah. rocks out of the way you do this and just i've never seen that that's cool out. yeah yeah um i had another youtuber up fairly well-known guy um bo uh, aqua trigger and mm -hmm. he spotted uh, he saw mine and he said i absolutely have to have one so he went into town and bought one for him and you can still see it nice. in his videos 
And what do you call it? Uh, I call it a mudding pick. Mudding so it was used okay. for mudding out the mines. Okay. Yeah, and they're made uh, in Haleybury, the town, I don't know, five kilometers away. There's a, okay. And uh, I love them. They're good. Uh, what else do we use? Well, use shovels, crowbars, there are other things just to be able to dig. What you want to do is dig fast and quick and get your sample out and uh, then move on to the next target. And if you're not doing it quickly, you're not collecting uh, enough silver. What what's the what's what's the part about moving quickly? Just because of the locations that you're yeah, you've collecting, got, you've got limited time in the field, mm-hmm. so make the most of it. And one of the things you want to be able to do is dig fast. But I should see if there's something else I got for you here to look at. Well, we got the metal detector, crowbars. While you're looking, we're going to look and see if we have some questions here. Okay, do that. Have you? Okay, gonna, have you? Um, Ben, notice if there's any questions. I, I've now seen a couple questions come through about the bugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I know if you're like me, it's been a really dry summer, and all of a sudden we just got a bunch of rain the past week. So uh-huh. I, I've been dealing with with some bugs. I know we were talking about ticks earlier. I was out looking for agates with a group from Michigan, and I came back, and my fiance's like, "What's that on your neck?" And oh, <laughs> there's a tick. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely out. That's what I get for looking for agates and ditches. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I was just telling my my kids last night, I was like, boy, we really haven't had much bugs this season. And then, you know, like right when we turned down the evening, turned down the lights, we were outside for about 10 minutes and I got eaten up just last night. So they're coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking online. I'm not seeing stuff show up for a mudding pick. I know we, we did have someone else uh, mention to uh, mudding pick. So oh, yeah. um, that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. If, if anyone finds one, they're they're hot. Right. Well, and, and that particular place will actually sell them with just the top, and you add your own handle to it. And that makes it cheaper, oh. but also makes it easier to ship. I would want to have to ship that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's something I just bought. I'm getting a lot of use of. It's just a wee shovel, but it cuts the roots. Mm-hmm. And oh. it's enough and powerful enough that I can actually pry rocks out, I guess, like this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not break it and bend it. I'm starting to really like this. That that, that's yeah. Nice. yeah. You know, you. the other stuff you need at this time of year is bug spray. You know, there's uh, there's really nothing else you need, but I wouldn't leave home without something to dig with, and something and, and the pinpointer, of course, plus the metal detector. That's one thing I don't have in my. I don't. I you know I haven't did any like metal kind of collecting, so that's next for me to purchase because I definitely would like to get started into that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so I, I originally with the metal detector was using it more. I'd bought them to either find nuggets, but I ended up going for jewelry and mm. finding jewelry in the water, especially mm. where people swim. Is there a brand that you recommend over others? Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I was. I would say name brands are better than the ones that aren't name brands. And if, okay. and if you can't afford it, buying a detector that is used, but lightly, okay. lightly used, is probably the way to go. And I'd say the same okay. thing with rock tumblers. 
there's an awful lot of people that think they'd be interested in doing rock tumbling or metal detecting. Uh, they either get it as a gift or they bought it themselves and it sits in the cupboard for like three years. <laughs> That's how my tumbler did. I just got it back out after two years. I was like, I'm going to relearn how to tumble. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I don't know how many times I've seen tumblers that still had either some of the original grit that comes with, which is good for like what, two tumbles, or, <laughs> yeah. or some of the rocks it came with. And you have to think, okay, that never got used. So why yeah. would you pay full price, full retail, when you buy it yeah. used and they almost give it away? Yeah. Yeah, we, we we did have a question come through. Um, Mike was asking if metal detectors and pinpoints can detect things other than silver. Um, I, I am going to say yes. I did go to Michigan and look for copper, um, and we were using metal detectors. Um, and and um, as Greg was saying, too, I used probably the cheapest metal detector you can get. It was actually loaned to me from somebody else. Um if you're ever looking for metal detectors, you can actually rent them usually from hardware stores. Um, oh. They sell them for, um, you can use them to find water shutoffs. And so hardware stores sometimes for, you know, 50 bucks a day um, will let you rent a metal detector. Um, but I used, it was probably a very, very cheap, very, very basic metal detector and was looking for copper and I found a bunch um as, as greg was saying though too i did spend a lot of time digging in holes not knowing where it was so the pinpoints are definitely uh something to come in clutch so i'm not sure besides silver i'm, I'm guessing gold you can find um yep. as well with metal detectors silver gold copper zinc bismuth uh hmm. if it's metallic you should be able to find it so okay, um, and then and then the better metal detectors can discriminate or identify the difference between the, the various metals. So up here, the major ones are, I'll try to go in an order, uh, cobalt, bismuth, silver, uh, nicolene. Actually, right at the start was galena as well. So mm, galena, yeah. galena has about the same characteristic of the metal detector as does uh, cobalt or uh, bismuth. They're all kind of close. And then a higher, a slightly higher tone or uh, number on your screen will be silver. And then the top of that is nicolene. The problem is all these rocks have a bit of a combination of some of that. And so... So you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not, you're not going to know until you... A, yeah, if you get a good signal, dig it. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is, I'm looking at my screen. It's screwy. I'll just do this. If you go one direction and get get a, a good tone, you do the X on it. Go the other direction. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> my screen. I'll do it in the air. I do this way and then do this way. And if it's still a good signal, all that those two directions, then you probably have something worth digging up. Now. There's some banes of your existence up here. It's blasting caps, which are made of brass or aluminum. And they sound off pretty good. Uh, rusted bottle caps. The, the, the iron uh, dissolves out of it. What's left behind sounds pretty good. Um, and then on, on bigger rocks, 
because some of these rocks can be awfully large that people are finding, like over 100 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, your metal detector screams. Well, so does tin. You know, like those big 50-gallon oh. drums or the, the stuff they put on oh. roofs. <laughs> so you end up digging this hole that's like three or four feet deep, and then you finally see the brown of the tin, and you go, oh, man. Uh. <laughs> yourself out. And you do a few of those holes, and your day is done. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it, it's good fun. And I kind of think it's like uh, hunting. If you say go moose hunting or elk hunting, you may have one oh, chance oh. in a week, and that's gold prospecting. Uh, but you go bird hunting, you hope to actually get five in a day. Well, you hope to get, you know, five good silvers in a day. And, and very few days go by that. You know anybody out there that knows what they're doing gets skunked uh whereas with the gold that's more the rule than the <laughs> it, it, it it's just so much tougher to find yeah 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 so so i did want to mention to anyone that was looking for those scoops that greg uh was showing there i was able to find it if you want to go and search for it um I found it listed as a Grant Muck Scoop slash Pelican Pick. Pelican so those pick. are, yeah, Pelican, Pelican Pick. It totally looks like it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you're in Canada, uh, may as well get it from the source. And that's in Haleberry, which is a town next to Cobalt. And the company is called Time. I've got no affiliation. I, I've just bought a few, and most of my friends have one. Yeah. It looks like Mike Pales had a question. Um, do you think that you could find iron pyrite with the um, metal detectors? You can. Uh, there's. Which would be really good for fossils if you could if it <clears throat> pick out. That's true. It's a very low signal, so you end up getting a lot of junk as well. So okay. with with my metal detector here, this uh, this one, which is a, a mine lab. I discriminate out, or it discriminates out for me, iron. So I'd have to. Oh, have to okay. Uh, and it, it, it still picks up some iron, but uh, a lot less than, say, on other detectors. It, it's, you'd end up actually finding a lot of bottle caps and uh, nails. and. So I, did you program it that way, or was it already made that way? The program's in there. But you can you can okay. you can fine tune the programming. Oh, I guess that's Ooh. what I should say. When that's fancy. When when I detect and most of the people I know detect, we go all metal with the detector. We don't we don't make it discriminate. Okay. The reason being, if you actually put discrimination on your detector, you get less depth. So something that uh -huh. you may be able to pick up at a foot, uh, you're now down to four inches. If you ah. if you have any discrimination at all so instead if it has a screen on it is you you listen for the tones and it's er, 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 a couple of directions then you look at your screen see what the number is and it depends on the the model and manufacturer of your detector as to whether or not you think you should dig that and so i i noticed i noticed when i was looking for copper um some people would set it so they couldn't pick up iron but we were finding a lot of different tools and things that the miners had used back in, you know, the 1800s. Do you find 
than a lot of different tools that people had left behind from when the mines were operating? Yeah, especially old shovels and or broken shovels or rusted shovels. Uh, I've also in the gold mining areas, I found old gold pans. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, which is pretty neat. I, I usually yeah. lean them against a tree because I didn't want them. But now I think I'd take them. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found anything else that's been, you know, not, you know, minerals that you were looking for that were pretty unique? Yeah, I found, co I found coins. Um, some weren't all that old. Uh, a buddy found what was really neat. It was a, a large cent, so a penny. And it had a hole drilled in it. And it had a, a rose stamped on it. And he went, well, what is this? And everybody said it was for a pegboard. So when you enter a mine, your number had to be placed on the pegboard saying, hey, you're underground. And when you come out, you got to move it. Somehow or another, the guy lost it. And why is the rose? Up here, the original mine or the original discovery was called the, the, the La Rose mine. So I suspect it was that mine. That, that, that's good history. We found, um, what else is there? Sorry, grabbing stuff out of the air. Those are mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have found uh, parts, especially rather than coal, uh, miners' lamps and the carbide lamps. Oh, those are cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's still in the hills a lot of old ore carts. Or Some, someone was asking about uh, crucibles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when the miners wanted to test the silver, it was melted and poured into uh, a crucible. So a, a stoneware or whatever. The ones that we're finding around here all seem to be stamped as made in England. And there is a really nice one that's about the size of a coffee cup. And they, they actually had colors of enamel across it. They are, they're sweet to find. You can find them in almost any mine, but there is one spot that uh, I think there was an old uh, test shack that probably burned down because when you find glass, it's all melted. So the bottles and stuff are melted. But, and some of these, there'd be a stack of like five or 10 crucibles all kind of stuck together which you can later pull apart and it's just digging in the dirt. It's really a cool thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got a video on it. If I don't, then uh, aqua sugar does. <laughs> oh, the dogs had a long day today. So they're, they're, they're sleepy. <laughs> they're both laying under did the you, truck. What did you do? Prosp? Did you, were you out looking today for minerals? Or? I, I was, I actually went and uh, I went to a beach and tried metal detecting in the water where the sand was because uh -huh. I figured it had never been detected and I got seven cents a nickel and two <laughs> 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 yeah that was that was not the way I should have spent my day uh, <laughs> and then uh, I, I went to uh, a different place that a, a friend showed me and uh, I got I got some rocks but I don't think I got anything all that special let me just hold it over here there we go <laughs> so uh, I'm going to leave tomorrow morning. Maybe I'll do a bit of detecting before I go, and then I'll have to come back. 
Are you headed off to a big adventure? Uh, yeah, apparently it's the kitchen sink is, is leaking. Uh. <laughs> Duty calls. It did. It did. So, go um, home and uh, do, some, do some stuff down there and then think about the next, the next trip. I normally don't, I'm a really bad planner, so I don't know what I'm going to do three days from now, ever. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. I mean, it's like I get tossed between planning and last minute and like I, I'm, I'm in between both planner and last minute. So I completely understand that world. Yep. So yep. Yeah, and it, well, sometimes like, it, it makes it a little bit more fun. Well, you plan for it and then you look at the weather and the weather is going to be terrible. And one of the worst things for being up here isn't the cold. It's the heat. If you're amongst those, really? if amongst those, those brown black waste rocks if it's 30 degrees celsius outside i bet you it's 45 in those rocks oh, wow. um yeah I, I, i've done a lot of i've done a lot of work on the side of a road on top of asphalt in the summer and i can guess it'd probably be about the same with the black just radiating the heat back at you exactly right used to do it don't do that anymore <laughs> now what you can do is then go into the forest or something so yeah. at least you're a bit shaded and, yeah. and actually, just searching around the forest can be awfully interesting. For one thing, uh, well, yeah. maybe you'll hit a spot that hasn't been detected. Although usually you're walking through and you think no one's ever been here before and you see little divots where they dug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, they got to put the coil over it. And if they're walking fast or trees are in the way or something, they, they would have missed stuff. For sure. Yeah. So... If Everyone has we'll give a few minutes to go ahead and put more numbers in and then we can go ahead and get the um, since it is getting dark and Greg is getting uh, is getting black out there. He's probably getting <laughs> He's eaten be... alive by mosquitoes, too. They're going to carry him <laughs> off the screen here. Yeah. Bugs don't really bother we'll me, but um, except for ticks. I hate the ticks. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I'm not a big fan of uh, deer flies and horse flies because they just hurt when they bite. But mosquitoes. So Mosquitoes and black flies, unless I'm breathing in and breathing and, and they're coming in my mouth, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is your favorite place in the where's your favorite place to hunt in the US? In the US. Mm -hmm. Uh I haven't done a lot of prospecting, but I've been twice to uh Herkimer or near I, near Herkimer. And, yeah, I seen yeah. you with Joe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the crystals there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and then the next trip, if I get down there, will be to Ohio to Flint Ridge. All right. You'll have to give me a buzz. I'm only a few hours away. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm probably seven or eight hours from there. Yeah. So whenever you head this way, let me know. We'll, I'll take you to Lake Erie, go get some fluorescent satellite and anything in my area. You let me know and I'll take you. Cool. Um, we will, um, shall we just conclude for tonight? I'm not sure if Greg's going to be able to make it back on with us. Um, if not, um, who we got coming up? Ooh, we have a Exciting. very, it's, it's okay. So normally we've been closing this out saying same time, same place. Mm -hmm. We have a curveball for you all. We yes. are actually going to be doing an episode on a Saturday. 
Uh, Saturday, July 15th at 5 o'clock Eastern, we are going to be having, um, I believe, our first overseas guests. Not necessarily yes. uh, international, but Mohab Mazeni, um, who is a Moroccan fossil hunter and rock hound, is yes. going to be our guest. And Moha has um, had an incredible um, find. He actually found a new species of a shark. Um, and that's I'm so excited to learn more about this. Um, he has an incredible um, rock hound, um, self-taught paleontologist um, and uh, tour guide in Morocco. Um, definitely probably not definitely this year, but I'm definitely looking to uh, meet Moha and uh, go on one of his guides for sure. Um, if you're not familiar with him, um, definitely look him up. Uh, incredible guy and finds absolutely stunning specimens. So I'm really cr excited for this next episode. And that will be July 15th at 5 p.m. Um, Eastern uh, Standard Time. And um, we'll see you guys then. Yeah, and if and if anyone has been trying to find us on uh, the podcast places, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, any of those, uh, just note that with all the moving and things, I have been a little bit late on uploading some of the audio. So um, hopefully after this weekend, after I move and before Moha's episode, I'm hoping to get the episodes published for you. So if you're just itching. For something to listen to on your road trips this summer, just know that we're going to have our new episodes coming out uh, fairly soon. Yes, yes, for sure. And we'll conclude for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you uh, July 15th. Peace out, everyone. Bye, everyone.